good Monday evening. No, you surprised to see us, but welcome to Man Cave Monday. Monday Man Cave. Hey man, just step into the man cave, but make sure you take your dag on shoes off, please. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in with the incomparable, the undefeated, the unsolicited midnight rider. How you feeling tonight, brother? Good man, good man. Stuff came in, you know. Got to represent my boy Prime, Coach Prime. Got my Colorado hat. Still a Notre Dame fan, but you know, got to still represent for my boy. Yeah, because I was about to ask you about that. Hold on, man. Hold on, now. You've been a little blasphemous now. Hold on, now. Hold on. I still got my, I still got my Irish stuff. Now, this is how I represent. I mean, this this is the, this is like one of the four, probably the four main athletes I, I I've always followed and watched. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, he's part of my big four. I think it's Dion, Kobe, Magic, um, and Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield, <clears throat> former Yankee. Yeah, that was the his bad time in his life. Lord, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, we here for the sole purpose of one thing, and it's time to go dancing ladies and gentlemen the tournament is set uh teams are ready we got the first four in um as well as the whole entire round of 64 ready uh we got two days to do it so we got today and tomorrow we plan on doing two regions today and two regions tomorrow and um of course we can knock out the first four while we do our regions so with that being said, without further ado, let's go ahead and get this thing right. We're going to go full screen. So you won't, <laughs> you won't be able to see us, but you can still hear our melodious voices. So uh, looking at this right now, let me open a tab. All right. Alabama is the number one overall seed. So, um. Here's one of our first four in, and that's Texas A&M versus Southeast Missouri State. So that's the first one we got. Uh, you mean Texas? That, that looks like Texas Cor Corpus Christi. Yeah, Corpus Christi. I'm sorry, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Yeah. Um, we actually picking the playing game. Ah, uh, well, I mean, you know, it's a sacrificial lamb. I mean, because I, I got Alabama. Um, winning this outright, um, okay. it's gonna be interesting. I, I got Alabama too. All right. Uh, well, I didn't even ask you what region we was gonna start in, so no, I we do. Did. But we're starting in the south. Um, moving on to the Thursday game, Merlin, number eight, Merlin, local versus another quote unquote local team, West Virginia. Uh, Maryland drew the AC. Uh, of course, you know, that's hometown. What you calling it? I just don't like this matchup. Uh, there was a couple teams I wouldn't want them to play, and this is one of them. I actually like West Virginia. Ooh. Uh, for the sake of this particular bracket, we're going to go West Virginia, but I think Maryland can beat them. Just because Merlin is scrappy, I, I I just I got a thing for Merlin. Uh, 
the five versus 12 on the 16th, which is Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, San Diego State, the Aztecs versus Charleston. Uh, the five versus the 12. Always, I don't think there's been a bracket when they've been in the tournament that I haven't picked Charleston, so I'm taking Charleston. Um, just because they're always one of those teams that when they get in, they they provide a matchup problem. Um, and they, they tend to win, they tend to make it out of that first weekend. So I'm gonna go Charleston, okay? Uh, yeah, I don't want to go chalk, let's go Charleston. And to those that are watching along, if you look at the the um the comments, there is a link to join our private pool because you know we do it like that and we love y'all. So we're gonna do a private pool, just no prize, just try to see who can get a, a, the best brackets, you know. So we all can be like, damn, my brackets busted. So that link is in the comments. Uh, for those that are watching on YouTube and Twitch, give me one second. I'm coming with that as well. And I'm going to post that. It is on YouTube, and then I just have to post it on Twitch. Um, And you said Charleston in that one. So I got Charleston. Okay, Virginia versus Furman. Uh, I'm going Virginia in this one. That's no no doubt for me. Uh, Again, another small school. Virginia doesn't like the score. I think Virginia's done their point guard, so I'm going Furman. Furman. Mm. Hey, let's take the underdog. Uh, next game, six versus 11, and that's on Friday, 317. Good old Creighton versus NC State. Uh, the Wolfpack, man. But I, I, I say Creighton. I'm with you. I say Creighton, too. All right, Creighton it is. Uh, another Friday game, UC Santa Barbara versus Baylor, number three Baylor at that. You, you know what I noticed? Baylor has come up in recent years, and I guess you consider them a mid-major, but they've come up to play some really, really good ball. And I, I hate to bring it up and I hate to say it, but after the tragedy they had in the early 2000s out there, their basketball program has, like, come back from that. Well, I think the other thing too, I can't, I wouldn't even call them a mid major. I mean, they play in what the Big 12, and the Big 12 was the best conference um, this season in terms of depth. Um, I think you can't really go too far in this tournament without coming across one of the teams from their division. So, this is going to be an interesting year um, for them, especially. Uh, Every time I've seen them, I like them. So, I'm going with Baylor in this matchup. But yeah, I haven't them and um somebody else I saw a lot of K State. Mm. Um it's another team that is yeah. Like I think I might have some issues with my brackets. I already know it because I'm stuck on two teams right now, and that's not normally me. You know what's crazy? That's why you gotta do more than one. <laughs> not even well, that's the problem. You gotta do more than one. I've done I've done two or three already, and I keep ending up with the same two teams in the in the final two, which is um, it happens sometimes. I get stuck on teams because of um, an impression I get, and right now I'm stuck on a team because of an impression I got. Mm-hmm. You'll see, you'll see. Okay, uh, I'm I'm supposed to be writing this stuff down. 
as well. But I'm I got three different paper uh, 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 brackets. So, um, man, next game seven versus ten, Missouri versus Utah State. I say Missouri. Uh, I'll agree with that. I'll take you. I'm gonna take Utah State though to cover whatever the number is. (laughs) Always the betting man. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, in the round of 64, number two Arizona versus Princeton. If we were still talking Pete Carrillo, I say Princeton all day long. I love him when Princeton's an underdog, but they don't run the backdoor offense. They don't run the the Princeton offense. Uh, as well as Pete Carrillo and uh, JT three did when they were up there. Actually, hey Xavier. Tell mom come to the studio real quick. I want to see if she still remember. But I actually taught my wife about the Princeton offense. Do you remember that I sat you down and I explained the whole entire Princeton offense to you? And you was like, what the hell? You remember that? Yes. And you remember, you was like, well, why why is that relevant? And I was like, you got to go back door because when you go back door, nobody stops Kevin. You go you go back door what? Nobody stopping. No nope. back door all day long. Sir. Princeton offense. Sir. Yes. PG 13. <laughs> We're talking about Arizona versus Princeton. PG 13. Rest in peace to Pete Carrillo and that back door offense. Cause who who was that they ran out? Who did they run out of the tournament a couple of years ago running that? I know they um they gave Georgetown hell one year. Yes, maybe they I gave him hell that. both times. I mean, they didn't give him hell like Florida Gulf Coast though, but they gave him hell. Yeah. But Arizona versus Princeton. Arizona. I will give you that. Uh, that is the round round one. We going all the way to the championship. So. I'm going. We're going to jump to the next one, or you want you want to finish out this round all the way? Let's finish out this bracket and then go down to the next one. Okay, because yeah, it's gonna be easier on you because you're scrolling. That you don't have to scroll through all eight of the the regionals and then the four and whatever. We can kind of figure out where we're going, map it out. Okay, that's that works for me. Um, so let's go Alabama versus West Virginia. Number one overall seed, Alabama versus West Virginia. So this becomes, I think this is Alabama, but I think West Virginia gives them a scare. This is that game that they'll um, look back on and kind of count their lucky stars that they got out of it, and it's going to help shape them the rest of the tournament. Okay. Uh, Battle of 12 versus 13. I like to call these matchups when you get – Two low seeds that won the first round game. I like to call those Deborah uh Deborah Cox matchups because you know, how did you get here? Right. Nobody right. I got you. you. I like that. I like that. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. I mean, I like that's what that's what I like to call them. Deborah Cox matchups. But uh Charleston versus Furman, which is a Deborah Cox matchup. I would go, I'm gonna go with Furman because I think Furman has a little bit better offense. Okay. And then we move down in the round of 32. Creighton 
Number six, Creighton versus number three, Baylor. Baylor for me. Okay. Uh, finally, Mizzou versus number two, Arizona. Number seven, Mizzou versus number two, Arizona. I'm going to go with Arizona. Okay. And then to move on to the Sweet 16, which is where we are, to move on to the Elite Eight, you have Alabama versus Furman, Baylor versus Arizona. So I go Bama. Okay. And then I was go Baylor. Because that's right. the matchup I want to see. Now, to go to, what are we in? Are we in the Elite Eight? No, I think we, um, no, we're in the Sweet Six. Nope, that, nope, yeah, we're in the Elite Eight. We're, we're in the Elite Eight right now. Oh, that's right, because I'm looking at it from the other standpoint. I would love to get this banner out of the way. I want to say that's how I do it. Nope. That's not it. Yeah, I just made the banner big. I want it out of the way. Like, I had this set up. I, I ran through this, people, like, nonstop. But anyway, all right, you got Alabama versus Baylor. This is probably the best game of the tournament, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Alabama to come out of it. I'm out of that. If we get this matchup, mark my words, I stand on it. I guarantee it. Alabama's buck stops right there. I don't think they go all the way. Wow. And I'm just, okay. I'm saying that because I've seen it so many times where your number one, number one runs into a team that they don't play very often. And and this, is a, yeah, this is a Styles make fight type of thing. Yeah. Yep, and they get punched in the mouth. And, I, I mean, we got Alabama going to the Final Four. Uh, your next region, what would you like, Midwest? Uh, hey, you're doing all the heavy labor here, so you tell me what's next. Well, I picked the first region because I, did, I didn't want to start off there. I meant to roll the dice and ask you. But East, West, or Midwest, which one you got? It's on you. Well, let's – Let's fill out half the bracket and then let the two two sides meet tomorrow. So let's go east. Okay. Moving on east. Once again, we have uh, another playing game here. Uh, what's that? Texas That's, Southern, maybe? Texas Southern and uh, FDU in the playing oh, game. Okay. So. Who's gonna be the sacrificial lamb to, for Purdue to beat? I, I I don't. If it's Fairleigh Dickinson, I'll take that, and I'll take them to beat Purdue. Wow. Okay. You must. You're very low on Purdue. <laughs> I know. I understand because it's a it's a Big Ten team. More than likely, they're not the most athletic team. If you can take away, if you can let their big shoot. Um, let the big get his, and you take away everybody else. You kind of stop them. That's what you've seen teams do um, this last month, which is kind of why they struggle. So they're one of those teams that they're gonna have to have their guards play their best ball game. And I don't know if their guards can do that. So you got them going out around sooner than I do. 
So I got Purdue here, but their next opponent knocks them out. And this one right here, Friday, 920. This is a game I want to watch because it's Memphis versus FAU. I want to watch this game for various reasons. Is um is my boy Penny still at Memphis? If I'm not mistaken, he is. So then I'm going Memphis. <laughs> See, that's why I said I wanted to watch this uh this game because I want to see Penny on the big stage. I love to see former players, especially some of my favorite former players, you know, and, you know, he's a, uh, you know, he's a, a a Memphis alum when they were called Memphis state at the time. Right. He went there. So I, I love that. That's a no brainer. Um, Big point guard. He was definitely one of my guys. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't the elite level, but yeah, he was my, I had, I know I had the one Jersey in college. Cause I think, that was the year I had his number one. I had Grant Hills 33, and I had somebody else's jersey. And then literally the next season, all three teams switched the colors of their jerseys. Mm. Detroit went with the green. Um, Orlando took away the pinstripes. And I forgot who um, who the third person was, but whatever their jersey was, that got changed as well. All in one summer. All my jerseys became throwbacks. All in one summer. Jeez. Yep. That's the reason why, if you ever pay attention, that's the reason why all my jerseys have my name on the back now. Yeah. I, I, and you know what? I think that's a brilliant idea. Brilliant. You know, I always wanted a uh, Atlanta Falcons jersey that said uh, Mexico on the back. But, um, you know, that's banned by NFL Shop now. Right, right. If you don't know what that is, go search up Ron Mexico. Um <laughs> Duke ver- number five, Duke versus Oral Roberts, which takes place on Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. Oh, hell yeah. 316. Ugh. I'm gonna pick Duke. Yeah, and you know what? I, I really don't have a good feeling about this one. I, I don't either. But the reason why I say I'll pick Duke because Duke's going down the next round because they have a matchup either Tennessee. Versus Louisiana, which one? Raging Cages. <laughs> you taking them over everybody? Nah, I'm going Tennessee. Okay, because I'm because I because I went a little off the beaten path on the on the top half, so I try to sometimes balance the bracket out a little bit. So I think I'm gonna go a little chalk here, just a little bit, just not for little. long though. All right, not for long. Kentucky versus Providence. Uh, the, the the here's the thing. I'm invested in this game because the coach of the Providence of Providence. Uh, damn, I can't even think of his name. I just had his name. Hold on. Uh, Providence basketball. Uh, Ed Cooley. Yeah, Ed Cooley is a main name that's uh uh being talked about to come to Georgetown to coach up on the hill. Um, and speaking of which, I got to give my man uh, 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 Keith Franzese a big shout-out for this because he tagged me in something. I thought I shared it to the Sideline Junkies page, but I did not see it. Um, 
geez, where the hell is it? He made a really, really good point. And I, I wanted to, here you go. I wanted to uh, say something about it. He said, you have to throw out there, he had to throw this out there about Georgetown. They need to throw a blank check. And he put need in capital letters. They need to throw a blank check at Rick Patino. I get that he has a lot of baggage on his docket. But at this point, Georgetown doesn't have the power to not, and that is in capital letters, not consider a big name. They can go with the up-and-coming younger guys, but they need to be brought back to relevance now. Cooley, Simpkins, English, up-and-comers, up and but they need a big name just for relevancy purposes. Just my two cents. And I thought about Rick Pitino. I thought about Cooley. That's why I want to watch this Providence game. I want to see what Cooley can do. I want to see how he coaches, how he interacts with his players. I want to see how deep he goes on his bench. That's always a big thing for me. And as big of a Phil Jackson fan I am, Phil Jackson didn't go deep into his bench uh, in the playoffs. He maybe ran an eight-man rotation at that time. Maybe. That's but supposed to yeah, you get shorter. But in, in during the regular season, he may have went nine to ten deep, maybe. But have you, certain so, games. So you play sports, you've been an athlete before, whether it's and I always found it amazing that when we had so of course I played some um flag league stuff, um DC and Virginia. But I always found it funny, like when we had like the full roster there, we always struggled because people had to figure out what to play and who was playing what. But whenever you had that, if you had say it was seven man football, um, a league where you had seven on the field and you just had like nine or ten, it seemed like we always played better with that seven to nine as opposed to whenever we had like fourteen. Because everybody knew their role, and you knew what the other person was going to do, and I think that's why coaches tighten up their their lineups because you know what certain guys are going to do in certain certain situations. You know what you're going to get. Like you already know if you look that man beside you in the eye, if he tied, he's going to give you everything he got. And I think that's a lot of times why it's easier when you play tighter rotations. Sorry about that tangent. Nah, nah, nah. Because guess what? When you do that. You give a, a different aspect, and you never have to apologize for that because you give not only the player aspect, you give the coaching aspect. Most of the time, we give the player aspect, but now you give the coaching aspect. That brings another dimension to the discussion. Yeah. Like, I used to love you know, it when we was like – when I had a even, – even when I coached at um, Don Bosco, I used to love it when we was seven or eight because I knew what my seven was going to give me, especially if I had my two flumos. And um, because that was those were my gangsters. So if somebody got out of pocket, I ain't have to call or look around. It was literally, I swear to God, one game somebody fouled one of our point guards, and the kid came running past me so fast and went to check in, and then we made eye contact. And I was like, "All right, you know what to do." <laughs> <laughs> All right, John Cheney. He was like, he read my mind. I was dying laughing. I was like, "Yo, I had to turn and like." face away from the sideline for a second because at first I was mad at him like who told you to get up but then he kind of gave me his look like I know what I got to do so I was like yeah that's what you about to do so go ahead all right John the end of the bench you know you got to have a guy out there got to have a couple of goons 
got to have a couple guys that's going to be willing to make it physical because basketball is a contact sport, as I always say. Hey, the way they wear pads now, you would think it's football. But <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky versus Providence. I say Providence. I've seen nothing that I've liked about this Kentucky team, so I'll go Providence as well. All right. Uh, Kansas Kansas State versus Montana. Mm-hmm. Hold on. You keep Go ahead. Let me think about this one. Because okay, I got to see a certain person. I don't know if he's still coaching or if he's um, out. Is Jamie Dixon still at Kansas State? Uh, let me find out for you. Hold on. Looks like he was there for a month ago, so he should be there. Was he at TCU? Let's see. TCU, baby. He's at TCU? All right, so then, so then that changes my thought process a little bit. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna still go Kansas State because I liked what I saw when they were playing Baylor. Now this next game, I ain't gotta ask you. You going H to the Izzo? You know it. <laughs> I ain't gotta ask you that one. I don't like USC not not, not one bit. But uh, number two Marquette versus number fifteen Vermont. I'm gonna yes. go Vermont. I, I gotta go Marquette because I think that's where my man Shaka is. I love Shaka. Shaka's Shaka should be somewhere bigger, but sometimes black coaches, when they fall, they have to they fall have to a couple fall. levels. Yeah, yeah. But I love Shaka's another coach that, like, if Josh played basketball and Shaka was on the phone, that's another person that, yeah. It just couldn't be Shaka versus Izzo, but. <laughs> All right, now we ended around the 32. Number one, Purdue versus number eight, Memphis. I say Memphis. I totally agree because I think Memphis will make it an athletic ball game. I think they'll I think they'll junk it up if I'm them. I'm gonna junk it up with some um with some triangling two, some boxing one, trying to just show them a different look to to kind of take their big man away from them. See, I'm gonna say something because you just said something. The first thing I thought about. I would hate to play your damn ass in NCAA basketball anything. Why you say that? Because most people wouldn't be able to tell you about a fucking boxing one. Oh, dude. Quick sidebar. So we're I'm coaching JV at Bosco. We play in um, Montrose Christian at Montrose. Um their JV team is JV versus JV and we're struggling early. And then I swear to God, the second half, um, cause I realized they only had two guys. They had two guys that could score. Everything else was, wasn't working. They weren't doing anything. So every time out, we came out in a different defense. We hadn't practiced many of them. So we ran for two a two minute stretch. I ran boxing one. For the next two minute stretch, I ran triangle and two. Um, then we went man, then I came back to the triangle and two. Uh, then we went one three one. Like, I literally switched defenses every time out because I knew that their coach had no leeway in his offense. Most time, when you're a JV coach, you're coaching with the coach above does. So, once you figure out the offense that the varsity runs, you can throw junk at them. And I always do it out of a timeout so that way. You're not even thinking about it. Because most people think you can come out, 
set up in something basic, but I always throw a defense in there. Or either we extend the defense John Thompson style and I'll press you, even if it's a soft press. But, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You said that one three one. I learned about the one three one the hard way. At least it was it was hard at first. Freshman in high school wasn't nothing serious. wasn't wasn't like I was playing for the basketball team. We were playing in gym, and dude was like, "Yeah, are we running zones? Let's run the one three one." So me being the youngest, I'm running hold with the upper class, and he was like, "Nah, you check the ball up top." Okay. So the dude that, you know, he had a hella handles, but everybody wanted to see me get yanked. But I had learned, that's what I, the first way I learned how to play basketball was defense, how to make you go where I want you to go. And he tried it and I picked his pocket, went down, laid it in. He came back again. He tried to do it again. I let him go by me, hit the Jason kid, let him go by, take the ball from him. Right. For another lay in. He got a little frustrated. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm I'm letting you go where you want to go, letting you get by me, and then you expose the ball every time. Right. So nobody thinks about it. Everybody is so pull up that you got by him. I'm like, yeah, I want you to get by me because I'm gone. All I got to do is knock the ball loose. Right. And that right there, then, but the whole, uh, what is that, the 2-2-1, two, two, where the yep. big man has to get back all the time? Yep. We ran that, too. Dog, I literally ran every defense known to man in that ball game. I went one two two. I went two one two. I went two two one. I went one three one. Cause I, cause I knew they weren't gonna be smart enough. And I don't mean to say it this way, but they weren't gonna be able to adjust on the fly enough because they were so handcuffed. Um, that yeah, I ran every defense at them. And like one of the coaches, um, one of the kids' sons' dads was a coach. He was like, uh, Coach, I think you ran out of junk defenses. I was like, hey, if we got it, we won't run it. And them jokers just trusted me, man. We almost won. We lost. I think we lost an OT. Damn. We lost an OT to them, but we beat the math at the math of um, JV. Wow. Yeah. That says a lot when you go at the math and win. Most people don't walk out. No matter if it's JV or Varsity, most people don't walk in that building and walk out with a win. Nah, we went old school basketball on them, but that's another day. Another story <laughs> for another day. All right, number four, Tennessee versus number five, Duke. And that was Coach's <laughs> Corner brought to you by Helen Hunt Motors. You need, <laughs> <laughs> you need a good um, job. Go to Helen Hunt for it. Tennessee. Ten- hey, I'm with that because I said if Duke gets past them and they got to face Memphis, Memphis is going to destroy Duke. Not that I don't believe in Duke, but I don't believe in Duke. Um, Number three, Kansas State versus number 11, Providence. I'm going Providence. I think I would be going um, – I think I'm going Kansas State here. Okay. Uh, just because I'm I'm just following I'm – I'm going to try to believe that the best conference in basketball will have the best – because they've been tested and iron sharpens iron, I feel like they should have a good tournament. But they could be tired because they've been beating up on each other all season, too. So it's kind of like the, the greatest conundrum. Well, speaking of which, that's a great segue. Here's a conundrum from you. Not Marquette versus Michigan State. Shaka Smart versus versus Coach H to the Izzo. So in this situation, I'm going to go with Marquette. 
Because I think Marquette just has better dogs. Like sometimes the athletes went out, and I think the athletes went out here in Marquette. I know, right? Uh, and see, this, this is something that I didn't realize, and we'll have to get into this a lot tomorrow. They don't even have a matchup analysis for the first-round games anymore. Like yesterday, they had all of this. They had the matchup analysis for everything. You're killing me, Smoles. You're killing me. So where are we at now? Uh, we are in the Elite Eight. Yep. All right. Let me get back where I'm. I'm sorry if I'm giving y'all vertigo. Uh, Memphis versus Tennessee, number four, Tennessee, number eight, Memphis. I say Memphis. I honestly think it's Tennessee. Mm. You think this is the end of the line? For the one I, think this is, this is, I think this is one of those games, if that matchup happens, that's another one of those um, – when, when North Carolina was really athletic and they played that Cincinnati team um, when – I think that was 93, actually. Because they had Fortson, uh, they had all their dogs in Cincinnati. They were like all six five, and uh, Van Ex was on that team. I think that team right there when they played Carolina, um, that was one of those games where you had two like two teams that were very athletic um, in certain spots. Uh, so yeah, I think this is that same kind of game where they're going to be so athletic. It's going. It's going to be an interesting ball game. <sighs> well, Marquette, Kansas State. Yeah, nah, you talk about interesting games. I think this will be an interesting game. Can Shaka Smart have another good run? Yes. So we're going with Marquette. Yeah. All right. So we are and now. We are now headed to the elite. Well, the, this is for the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee versus Marquette. I'm going to sound like a broken record. Marquette. Marquette it is. Okay, so that leaves our one side of our Final Four matchup, which is the champions of the South and the champions of the East. Champions of the South, Alabama, Crimson Tide, number one overall seed. Uh, Champion of the East, Marquette Golden Eagles, gold or whatever they're called now. They didn't change their name so many times. Uh, Did you get a Washington Post today? Huh? Did you get a Washington Post post today? No. Okay. What's in the post today? No, I can't remember if they do it today or if they do it like Thursday, but it's normally like a, um, a breakdown of all 64 teams in the paper, like either that that Thursday morning paper or it's, it's either Wednesday or Thursday, I think it's in the paper, where they give you kind of like a precursor of the March Madness. And they kind of talk about, talk you through some of the teams because, you know, you don't always see all the teams. Or like for me this year, I got like snippets of teams. So I'm going to do a lot of, like as you see and you watch this and you hear me out, a lot of this will come down to who I either believe in the, as the coach um, or if I've seen the team, but I've seen them if I like them, you know, I'm going to push a lot of teams through. So on the other side, there's a team that I'm going to push through that I just need their point guard to be healthy. Um, and then I'm going to end up with the same matchup again in the final two. Oh, my gosh. This will be four brackets in a row. <laughs> All right. I hate, when I, I hate when I get in this mode. So we're going to 
Alabama versus Marquette to go on to the championship game, which will be played on April the 3rd at 9 p.m. I say Marquette. I don't even have Alabama going this far personally. See, and this that's the see that I know that for a fact. And this is where I end up. I, I keep taking Alabama. Mm, so you're gonna you gonna run with Alabama here. Unfortunately, I will. Yeah. I mean, I've done it the whole time so far. I gotta, you know, this means I have to start, go somewhere and find some material because I need to get myself off of Alabama. But I haven't been able to haven't been able to turn away. It's like a, a, a bad car crash. <laughs> well, that is the first half of the bracket so far. Uh, of course, like we said, we'll be back tomorrow night to do the other half, talk about the championship game. This was actually a shorter show so far than what I thought. So we got a little time. Would you like to get into some NFL free agency? Sure, why not? All right. So, so first, the first thing I always find funny about this is we have the um, I guess that we have the the tampering period. Um, you could call it the August Alcina, the, the entanglement, whatever you want to call it. But I find it funny that supposedly this window opens up at 12, um, 12 p.m., right? I'm not being I'm not being crazy, but it's supposed to start at 12 p.m. Yes. But like at 12.05, we got deals popping out right away. So if you weren't supposed to be, ta- if this is the tampering period, how we got deals already? I- but I know how we got deals is because everybody was at the combine. They was going to Tony's or whatever the, the steakhouse is in Indianapolis. They sat down, they get their drink, and they there's an agent somewhere nearby. And he was like, hey, man, you know, I got this guy. He's a guard. I know you need a guard. You know, we just looking for four years, 72. What you what you think? You know what I'm saying? They, they rub the potion, put the potion in the GM's ear. Like, hey, you know, maybe. You know, maybe there's some text messages. I ain't going to speculate too much, but. 12.05, we got deals popping out. Today yeah. was crazy. Like 12 o'clock hit, and like literally it was just like ping, 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 ping. I'm, just glad, I'm just glad I got the athletic because the athletics is a little slow on, on the trigger. So theirs was a little bit later. Like I got to 12.20 before I heard the first ping. But meanwhile, my co-worker's like, yeah, this is happening, this is happening, because he was on Twitter. So um, I got it uh, from ESPN. My ESPN app goes off Quickly, mm-hmm. so um, anything about AMC, huh? Do you want to do particular teams, or we going? I'm just, just do local. I, I I got a a couple of main names, you know. Just uh, I don't know how the boss BJ gonna feel about this one. Matt Milano signed a, a two year extension through 2026. Uh, I talked to him last night. He's not too happy about Jalen Ramsey trade, which is not official yet. Won't be official to the 15th. His trade to the uh, Miami Dolphins for a 2023 third round pick and tight end Hunter Long. He said something early in the season. He said, uh, Miami's going to wind up winning the division next year. It's absolutely what he said. 
And but I told him, I said, we're talking about Jalen Ramsey. I said, Jalen Ramsey was solid this year, but this ain't the Jalen Ramsey from Jacksonville. But Miami's issue is if they can get Russo and Bradley Chubb to get them a consistent pass rush, and you can get two of the remain somewhat healthy. I mean, they're they they make the playoffs if two is healthy. Yeah. You know, he doesn't get that third concussion. So I, I really think that's the key. I think, and then that's gonna be their key. And I think they're the team. Um, they did something real good today by getting Mike White, and it's gonna be undervalued, and people aren't gonna talk about it because they're gonna talk about Jalen Ramsey. But Mike White, in the times he's played, has put up decent numbers, and I think that's gonna be a situation where if something happens to Tua, he's a little bit better than Bridgewater and company. Um, I think Bridgewater is just long in the tooth, and I think he can possibly get them in situations because this is going to be the best receivers he's ever had uh, with Tyreek Hill and um, and Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. So they can get, and then you get Gasecki. So um, all he all they got to do is run the ball. If they can run a little bit and let Mike White pick his parts, um, pick his moments. I think that's a bigger sign than anything else today for for Miami. Uh. BJ said, you know, well, now they have Xavier Howard on one side and Jalen Ramsey on the other. And I told him, I said, look, Xavier Howard's good, but his nickname should be Toast on a lot of plays because he got dusted last year. Well, they, they, they're one of the few teams that play a lot of man. So you can't really, like, I mean, things happen, you know, in the course of the game. And I really think – um you know, with Byron Jones, I don't think his I think his career is over. Um, because he was talking about his knees, and I think he has a situation where he's just not gonna be able to come back from that E injury that he had. Um, so so that's why the Jalen Ramsey move happened. So it's gonna be interesting. Of course, like always, we're gonna keep an eye on that because I'm I'm interested. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh the Jets signed Quincy Williams to a three-year extension. Um I'm sorry, three-year, $18 million deal that maxes out at $21 million with incentives. Seems kind of low, but, hey, they signed him. Um, you, let's he's, see. Um, he's, he's their backup linebacker, though, because you're playing CJ. Um, is it CJ Mobley, the linebacker that used to be in Baltimore? Yeah. CJ Mosley, yeah. So he's their main guy, and then everybody else is kind of like party decorations. And then you uh, sitting behind his big brother or his little brother, Quentin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Patrick Peterson signed a two-year deal, $14 million, eight, uh, $5.85 guaranteed with the Steelers. Case Keenum still has a job. Uh, he's going to keep he getting jobs. With the Texans. Huh? So he's going to keep getting jobs. Yeah. And I, I think he's a good quarterback, but he just needs the right fit. Uh, Rob, he has Robert Woods down there with him now. He signed a, a Case Keenum two year, $6.25 million contract. Robert Woods, two year, $15 million contract. Uh, CJ Beathard stays in Jacksonville, two year, $4.5 million contract. Evan Ingram received a non exclusive franchise tag. Uh, let me let me see, let me see. I'm scrolling through here. Jawan Taylor signing a four year. $80 million deal, $60 million guaranteed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think that might that has a chance to blow up in their face. Because I think they're talking about moving him to left. 
And I mm. think he's more of a right tackle guy. Jimmy Garoppolo, three years, $72 million contract, which includes $24.25 million in year one uh, to the Raiders. Familiarity, baby. Do you think, you and I asked the question, does it make them better or does it make them worse? I think they stay right where they are. Um, but I think it helps to have Garoppolo because he knows, he's going to know more of what um, McDaniel wants. And I think that might be the difference between, it might be what hurt him and Carr was because they just couldn't get on the same page and Carr maybe didn't understand certain situations and he called certain stuff. Uh, maybe Carr wanted something else. That's how I felt about it. Um, and I think this is the, 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 um, what is the word? The devil, you know, is better or the, the, um, ah, I'm about to butcher this saying. It's better to deal with the devil, you know, than the one you don't. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. However, what I can't agree with, Josh Jacobs getting a non-exclusive franchise tag instead of the Raiders giving him a damn deal. I'm sorry. Do I start? You, you go ahead. I'm just a little emotional. Because you know what I'm going to say, right? He's a running back. <laughs> yeah, he's a running back. But Tony Pollard got a non-exclusive franchise tag as well. From Dallas. I would have never done that either. We'd have been in Dallas. We'd have been starting over. I'd have gone <laughs> with my man, um, the kid from Tulane, Ty J Spears, or I'd have gone Jameer Gibbs, and that's running back one. And then later on in the draft, I'd have gone and got Roxon Johnson from Texas. That's that's my my big back. Or I'd go get Muhammad Ibrahim from uh, Minnesota because now he's two years off of the knee injury that ended the season. That's another guy that's going to be a dog once he gets in the league. Power back. He ain't running away from nobody, but he's going to be a factor back. I see him going to New England. Mm. And New England, like Minnesota. New England, like Minnesota running backs. Lawrence yeah. Maroney. Yes, yes. Uh, we already know about Daniel Jones signing his deal. Saquon Barkley received a non-exclusive franchise tag. Sterling Shepard, one year, one point three million dollar uh, deal. Key uh, situations for me. Jason Kelsey announced his intent to return for the to the Eagles in twenty twenty three. Uh, Brandon Graham signed to a one-year deal for, excuse me, $6 million. Washington Commanders, let's come home. Actually, that's actually a glue guy deal, too. I like that. Bring in, I'm bringing Graham back. Yeah. Because Graham is one of those guys. Um, I mean, I watched all, what was that, All In, that 2019 season. I just finished watching that for, like, the third time this week. Um, Brandon's Graham wife is, oh, my gosh. Oof. Oof. I can see. But, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the only one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Wiley signed to Washington for a three-year, $24 million contract. Nick Gates, three years, $16.5 million, with a max value of $18 million, includes $8 million in guarantees. Uh, Deron Payne, four-year, $90 million contract, $45 million fully guaranteed. Uh, Cody Barton signed a fully uh, signed a one-year fully guaranteed contract. David Mayo signed a one-year extension. Cameron Dantzler came claimed off of white waivers from the Vikings, and we are re-signing Danny Johnson to a two-year deal up to seven million dollars with two point seven five million guaranteed. 
So I think let's see how do we want to start this. So I think the Wally deal is smart because you're only paying eight million for a guy that's either gonna play be your starting tackle or your starting guard. So that's not gonna be an issue. Um the Gates kid, I, I'm a little nervous about just because FedEx Field is where he had his bad injury. And then um who's left? Who am I thinking about? Uh the two oh. corners, Dansler. Dansler has struggled, but I think Dansler is better in a zone. So this could be a good fit for him. Johnson bringing back something familiar. Uh the linebacker kid, I know he had like a hundred tackles last year. They they say he can, he's a good coverage linebacker. So I'm gonna be interested to see what happens with uh, the Kalik Hudsons and the um, the Eiflers of the world because I think those guys really helped our coverage teams, uh, and I hope we find a way to use their speed to uh, make some plays on Sunday outside of the kick game. Agreed. Uh, with Chicago, we already talked about DJ Moore last show. Tremaine Edmonds signed a four-year, seventy-two million dollar contract, includes fifty million guaranteed. So they woke uh, in, go in and smack somebody and say "fuck you" or, or what? Because seven that deal sounds like the same deal you would give Roquan. So I really don't. I, I mean, I really don't get that one. Um, I said that earlier today when I was talking to my coworker. I was like, if you're gonna, if you draft the kid and you're, I mean, maybe he just said he doesn't want to be there. Maybe that's what came from that conversation, or he didn't like the way he's being used. But that that one was kind of threw me off a little bit. Because I thought they would go a different route if they they wouldn't. And then the biggest key in this thing is you got DJ Moore, Mooney, but you got to figure out what Chase Claypool you're going to get. Are you going to get the guy that wants to be um, a superstar and a great football player, or you can get the guy that just wants to pout and cry um, and think he should be given everything? So I, I wonder about that. And that's hard for me to say because he's a golden domer, but. I, I did not like his special and child routine in Pittsburgh. He wore out his welcome, so he had to go. Same thing with Juju. Right. Wore out his welcome, had to go. And that's the crazy part. Like you can't how do you how does that happen with a team that just manufactures wide receivers? A because their coach played wide receiver in college. So he knows a little something about playing wide receiver. He sees certain traits in guys. I agree. Uh, Craig Reynolds re-signed with Detroit. Uh, Cameron Sutton signed with Detroit. Thirty-three, three-year, thirty-three million dollars includes twenty-one and a half million guaranteed. So he's going to play probably in the slot. Probably. I think, I think they're going to draft because um, they're six or seven, and they still have that pick when it comes up. That's where the first corner goes off the board, I think. Because you got to make a decision on. Um, Okuda, I think he's coming into his fourth year or or maybe even his fifth year. So he becomes a decision. So if you layer your talent like you're supposed to, everything, all signs point to cornerback first round for me for them. Uh, safety Von Bell signing with the Panthers. We talked about Derek Carr at, at nauseum and how he's just became the probably the, the, the best quarterback in uh, the NFC South. So, uh, Sam Darnold got a one-year contract from the San Francisco 49ers. That's the um, best move he could have made. Because he goes to a coach that can, if you can be competitive, yeah, if you can be competitive with C.J. Buffett, 
and Nick Mullins, um, and you still in ball games. It's, I mean, Sam Darnold's got more talent than those guys. So you just and you just show him certain things, or you tell him certain things, and I think he can get the most out of them, as, just like he did Brock Purdy. So where do we go with Trey Lance? Um, I mean, Trey Lance is showing you is showing you that he has a propensity to always be hurt. So I think he only starts next season just because, um, which we call is going to be out with his um, UCL surgery. So I don't, I would pup, I'd pup um, Brock Purdy and um, make him have him come back in week six, and you got to start the season with Lance and um, Darno. You can't really get rid of him. It's too soon. Yeah. Not not too soon, but it's not a situation where you can be profitable getting rid of him because you still have a need at quarterback. Because your quarterback was not gonna be ready right away. Draft day trade. <laughs> hey, you want something? Scratch my back, I scratch your back. Yeah, but what do you you're not getting a one? You're not getting a one, you're not getting the two. At best, you're getting a conditional three because the kid hasn't played enough ball games. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong on that. But I wouldn't give up more than a conditional three. Are we lagging? I can't. I Am can't. I lagging? Then have the cap. That he 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 get me. I missed a lot of what you just said, so I think it might be on my end. I'm not exactly sure. Oh, I think it might be on my end. Okay. Well, let's wrap this thing. All right. Yep. Last night, you're you're shopping. Seventy-five million dollar deal. I think that it deserved, and every yeah, I think I know what it was. Going to decide to leave her laptop plugged up, so I think it might have heated up my laptop. But uh, but uh. I think we got it. Yeah. There we go. Uh, but Geno Smith, three years, $75 million contract, 105 uh, at uh, max value. I think it's well-deserved. I think he falls right in line with everybody else. So he gets about what um, Danny Dimes, Derek Carr, and company. So I think it's right. And I think he's in in the right spot because he's going to be your starter okay. week one. So yeah. Well, we've come to the end of our show. We did it in under an hour, which is great. However, we get to come back tomorrow and get to do it all over again because we got two more regions to knock out, so we can build up this championship game. Uh. 
please, if you haven't already, I'll be sharing the link. But join our pool, jump in that thing, put your bracket in, see what you can do. Uh, just want to see what everybody got to say. So until next time, that's the Midnight Rider. I'm the big guy, KG. You know our motto, baby. We don't do no overtime. And look at that clock. You can tell we don't. We get off five minutes early. We are out of here.